First place, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. First how, place. Does it, how does it feel? First place against first place with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in the Keystone State Battle. The Steagles Bowl, yes. if you're a historian, That's right. as I know you are, Rich. Yes, Duke. absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you had to get that first win. And, and it's interesting. We've talked about the NFC East a lot and just how bad it is. And, you know, the luxury of that for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I also think, uh, for a little bit at least, the Dallas Cowboys, is they have a little time to figure things out. And all of a sudden, if you want to fast forward, if you want to think ahead, and you figure this thing out by Thanksgiving or so, uh, and you win the division, you can go into the playoffs hot, playing your best football, and who knows what happens. You saw that a couple of years ago when the Eagles upset uh, the Chicago Bears yep. in the double doink game, yep. and then they were in against the New Orleans Saints late in that game till the Alshon Jeffrey dropped. So all you want to do is get in that dance, so to speak, and, and see what happens in the luxury of this division is the best thing the Eagles got going for them. Um, it, but, you know, they didn't play well, let's be honest. It, it was If Nick Mullins was even competent... They lose that game. Yeah, yeah. I would say they lose that game. Absolutely. It's uh, a backup quarterback playing like a backup quarterback. Yeah, and that's why they're backup quarterbacks in the league. And, of course, the Eagles notching their first win of the season, as John mentioned, 25-20 over San Francisco. Uh, you know, you have your moments here and there with the quarterback. This is still an injury uh, riddled and depleted team. No Jeffrey, no Je- um, no Deshaun Jackson against the Steelers. Steelers have a pretty good run defense as well. They still have a veteran quarterback that can sling it. Big Ben, they actually have the benefit of extra rest, if you will, which, yeah. you know, I think we shouldn't overstate that. No, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where people are going to have to get used to competitive imbalance in yep. the COVID-19 season. I mean, you either accept it or you don't. The NFL is going to try to get through this thing as much as humanly possible. So it does affect the Eagles in that the Steelers get essentially uh, uh, an un, unscheduled buy. But, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's not happy about it no. because he's a guy recovering from a serious injury. Uh, it's not really a bye week because they didn't leave. They weren't allowed to leave. You're not allowed to leave anymore with the new COVID rules. So, you know, you're at practice. You're still doing things. And for a guy his age, they're trying to manage him through the season, get him back. He doesn't even practice on Wednesdays. Right. I mean, they don't they don't practice him. So uh, it's not that big of a deal, I would say. And, and certainly the Eagles, to their credit, Doug Peterson, to his credit, he has he has said the same type of thing. It's just it, it, it that's the way it is in this particular strange season in these unique times. You see, every television commercial begins with that. You got to deal with it. And so these competitive advantage people, and then the part fifty five hundred pan, fans are going to be in Heinz Field right. as Governor Wolf in Pennsylvania finally allows some fans into the building, that's not going to make a difference. It'll be a bit like a Texas high school football game exactly. on a Friday night. Yeah, I was Not think- even. Not even, that's true. I was thinking about this. Um, you know, the Steelers, their, their defense is much better than in years past. They have a good run defense. They're pretty stout at times. You look at what transpired last week against the 49ers. Sanders would right around 45, 46 yards, 13 carries. I think, if anything, because you have so many wideouts injured, and, you know, I'm not going to say you've got to force the ball to the tight ends, but I do think, uh, it's cliche to say, but I think the Eagles in this one have to try to at least – uh, uh, be uh, loyal and, and stick to the ground game early 
early on, early on, and then hopefully that defense can flip the field a little bit and get some three and outs and stops because you look at the line, Steelers are favored by seven. The Steelers are the better team. But it, it is the NFL. It, it, yeah, it is, it, it's it, a week-by-week proposition. It really is. And you, you bring up the Steelers, and they have a great front. They really do. They stop the run. They have the best pass rush in football to this point. It, granted, it's a small sample size, three games. But, you know, it's interesting because they have T.J. Watt and, and, and Bud Dupree on the outside. Those are the edge rushers. It's the old school 3-4, really, that you go all the way back to Bill Cowher. Yeah. Uh, and they try to just... Uh, confuse the offensive line. To me, that's the biggest issue because the Eagles have so many moving parts there. But the second part you mentioned, they're so good at stopping the run. And that part is really what's elevated because if you can if you can stop the run and you have teams in third and eight, third, even third and seven, they're off schedule, so to speak, forget about behind the sticks, then you can let unleash T.J. Watt and – that's a problem. And he's so, probably going to play. I know he's dealing yeah. uh, with the he's knee gonna injury. He's going to play. Yeah. And, and Bud Dupree hasn't been as, as good as he was last season, but he's on Jordan Mailata's side. So that's a much bigger test for Jordan Mailata, who, by the way, I thought really held up well against the 49ers. But remember, it was Kerry Hyder. It was not Nick Bosa. So uh, you're kind of taking a step up. And I think that's one of the key things. We have to see how does Jordan Mailata handle a really, really competent edge rusher, and that's what that's what he's going to get this week. Uh, Johnny Mack, you mentioned the Steelers' front and their run defense, and then conversely you look at the Eagles and their front and their run defense. You know, Pittsburgh is a team, you go throughout the 70s, the 80s, and 90s, 2000s, they're always built first and foremost on running the football. Now, again, Connor might not be the running back that he once was, but he's still averaging about 5.6 yards per carry. You look at Benny Snell, he's averaging about 4.6. You know, so again, they can pick up chunks of yardage, which makes it that much more easier on that offense where you get yourself in second and short, third and short. They can yeah. be a, they can be a lot more creative, and that's where Roethlisberger typically thrives. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, this team is the definition of continuity. When we talk about continuity in the NFL, Rich, you got to go back to 1968, and they've had three head coaches over that span. That's amazing. And they've all won Super Bowls. So that kind of tells you. You would think other organizations would look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and say, okay, this is the way to go. Uh, but too many people don't have that patience. And you've seen it, and, and they make good decisions, and it starts uh, with the quarterback and Ben Roethlisberger. You think about the Steelers last year when, when Ben got hurt. They still made a run towards yeah. the playoffs. They kind of fell apart late, but you're talking about Mason Rudolph. You're talking about Duck Hodges. So even though he's not what he once was, even though he's not playing like the Hall of Fame quarterback he's going to be, uh, he's still smart, he's still savvy, and he still understands how to play the game, and that makes the Steelers that much more dangerous. You mentioned the NFL and the NFC East as a whole, and again, you start to look around the NFL, whether people want to blame it on uh, lack of uh, training camp practices, preseason, no attendance, no crowds, no fans, whatever. Teams are still scoring in bunches. You're seeing some sloppy football. The one constant, too, is the refereeing still stinks at times. But the one thing that stood out a month into the season is 
I still cannot figure out these games. For the, it's not going to shock me if Flacco and the Jets go and beat Arizona. It's oh, not going to no. shock me if the Giants beat the Cowboys. It won't shock me if the Eagles beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, it's it's the most bizarre month of an NFL season oh, yeah. I can recall. Yeah, I, and I shouldn't be saying this because we're on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, but I can't pick an Eagles game to save my life. <laughs> we're losing money, Johnny I, Mac. I, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is so difficult, and you you look this week, and we'll talk about our predictions later in the show, but it's the same thing. Yeah, can I? I the Steelers are clearly a better team, but home field doesn't matter yeah. in this season. And, and you mentioned... You wouldn't be surprised by anything. You look at Thursday night football, and you look at Nick Foles versus Tom Brady uh, 2.0, and can we please stop talking about the handshake? Uh, but either way, you know, the Chicago Bears have no right winning that game. They have no offense. No no offense whatsoever, but Nick Foles makes a couple throws late. That's all you with need. With the help of the officials yep. extending drives. Yep. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, he, he's a star again, even though that's the first start he's won since that playoff game I mentioned, the double doink game. Yeah, the Chicago game, yep. That's the last time Nick Foles won as a starter. And he goes out and beats Tom Brady, who doesn't even know it's fourth down. The greatest quarterback of all time doesn't know it's fourth down. That's what 2020 is, not just in the NFL season, but the entire world. And that's more of a story than him stiff and Foles. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a... Six-time yeah. Super Bowl champion yeah. that's dominated the last 20-something-odd years at his position to play the best of the best, and you have that lapse. I mean, that that's a major thing because now you're starting to see these quarterbacks. Some of them, I'm telling you, I, you know, when Montana was jettisoned out of San Fran, he had his moments with Kansas City. I, I don't know if Brady's going to have his moments with Tampa Bay. No, you know, when he first decided to make the move, I kind of had that envision of Joe Namath in a Rams uniform. Uh. I Johnny Unitas in the Chargers yeah, uniform. Johnny, Johnny, you in the Chargers. Emmett Smith with the Cardinals. Uh, brutal. That, yeah, I mean that's. I, I said, I, a, I didn't want him to do it for that, for legacy reasons, and you've seen it. No matter how good, we we talked about Willie Mays in baseball at the end of his career, maybe the greatest player of all time. It it generally never ends well unless you're Jim Brown and you leave at the height to go to Hollywood. That's about you know that's about it. Everybody else, you don't want to see those past cup, those last couple seasons, and I think we've started that with Tom Brady. I really do. If Favre doesn't throw across his body, maybe you get that great. <laughs> yeah, you know, Favre. It's interesting. <laughs> right? Favre, Favre had his best season in Minnesota yeah. statistics. He was phenomenal. Yeah, but you're right. If he goes on and wins that Super Bowl, and and you, you know what? But people forget he came back to yep. Minnesota. Yep. And that's when it ended really, really poorly. It just always does. And that's the old, you know, it, it's a cliche, but cliches are, are, are there for a reason. And the only opponent, and you know this as a boxing guy, that everybody loses loses to is father time. Yeah, can't beat the clock. No. You can't. Everybody. You can't. I, listen, it's it's not going to diminish. No. I, I mean, it's, no, it's no, ridiculous no, no. when people start to bring this kind of nonsense. It's Players want to hang on. Boxers hang on. Players hang on. Franco Harris, I think he retired. What was he with Seattle? Yeah. When he, you know, yeah. uh, it, it just happens in the NFL. Um, you stay at a place too long. You need to change your serenity. It typically doesn't work out, but it, it makes for great sports talk. And I think going forward, now the thing is, don't bet against Brady the next couple games because when you do something like that, he goes off thirty of thirty-eight for three sixty-five and three touchdowns. Yeah, and and let, let's 
also talk, the NFL's changed. You can play, and it's not just Tom. You see it with Drew Brees. You can play. You're you're going to see it with Ben Roethlisberger this week. You can play into your late thirties, early forties because you can't hit the quarterback, so it's easier for them. Yeah. Whereas you know, back in the day, your Terry Bradshaws, your Ken Stablers, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. People look at their numbers and say. Oh, they weren't that good. Yes, they were. You were allowed to play defense back then. And all those quarterbacks did something that Brady has done throughout the course of his career. They all elevated their games come the postseason. So uh, that's why they're the great ones. What, what do we got on tap today? Uh, well, obviously, this is the deepest dive you're going to get in the Delaware Valley about the Eagles and, and their next game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we mentioned. Uh, on Sunday, and we got Mike Kay, one of the best reporters, and I don't use that term often these days, Rich, because this guy is a great reporter, not this old-school aggregation. So from uh, MikeKayNJ.com, uh, he's going to be with us to, to break down the Eagles-Steelers. And, uh, you know, you laugh, but it's serious, man. It, 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 I, I'm gonna, the, listen, during the break, I'm going to get my Webster's Dictionary. I'm going to Google the word you just used, and i got to get a fresh <laughs> cup of coffee. So. No, well, that's, you know, well, for instance, and, and this is real quick, every editor out there, I want the Tom Brady not shaking Nick Foles' hands. Because hand, so. it's highlight material. Yes, it's, it's because easy, it's click. It's, it's easy pickings. It's, and you know that. Yes. I do know it. But have some self-respect. Oh, wait, but, but this, it's a time for self-reflection. It's because of social media. Well, it's, of course. You have, it's, it's a, the talking heads on the networks now will, will get their bang for their buck, and they'll bring up LeBron shouldn't have passed it when he was in triple to shoot the ball, uh, and Tom Brady stiffs foes again. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, And the Yankees have to get rid of but uh, Just shut up. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Well, I love when people insult LeBron James. We got to get to a break, but real quick, they insult LeBron James. He'll never be the best player uh, in NBA history because he won't take the last shot. Think about what you're saying, dummy, when you say that. If you're in the conversation exa- for being the best player of all time, yeah. you're pretty good. Yeah, I'm telling you, Cowboy fans are upset because the Lakers and the Yankees lost. So, you know. <laughs> Notre Dame, bad, bad. Bad foreshadowing bad, for Notre Dame. Bad foreshadowing Dame uh, all around. All right, so we'll take a quickie timeout, and then we'll come back with Michael. Yeah, right. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Mike K, Eagles, Steelers breakdown. Stick with us. Smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports 
sports bats. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. Sports are back, baby, and it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing, retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's masks, hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call. 215-464-9900 or check them out online at Keystone Recognition. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen. Welcome back. Extending the Play, Saturday morning, AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Uh, back with Rich Q, our guest, Mike K. We haven't been able to connect with him just yet, but we're hoping Mike calls in. Uh, so we're really going to start to deep dive into the Eagles Steelers, and we kind of mentioned uh, getting over that hump, which is very, very important to get the first win. And we joke about first place. Uh, and, and, hey, it's better than last place. And, I, I you know, if you look at this division, and you go down I-95 and, and you go to the Beltway uh, and talk about what Ron Rivera is doing with the Washington football team, Rich, and uh, making a quarterback change. And I thought the thought process behind it was really interesting and the fact that he's kind of looking at the division and saying, well, 
if we figure this thing out, we can win this thing. So let's get a a, a quarterback that it understands the system a little bit better. I don't agree with it uh, unless, you know, Alex Smith was healthy and, and, you know, is back from that catastrophic injury. And you say that, okay, that's, uh, that's accomplished. That is an accomplished quarterback, even though people still give him – you know what, because he was number one overall mm-hmm. in the Aaron Rodgers draft. He was still, you know, when he developed, he was a pretty good quarterback as far as winning football games. And that's not a stat. You know, people will say that, Rich. But, I, you know, it is a trait. Guys who can manage football games and get you over the hump, I think is a big thing. So if he believed that and Alex was ready to go, you know, Kyle Allen, I, I, I got to go with the young quarterback. But I I bring that up for the sentiment and saying, you know, people think they can win this division. The, the New York Giants and Joe Judge probably feel the same way. Why not? Well, a, a couple things. Just to kind of piggyback on your uh, Washington point, because you, you, you bring up a good one. And I had... Um, uh, during the week on my show, back your play with uh, Lake Lewis jumped on board, who covers Washington and really has a pulse on that team down there and covers the NFL. And he brought up an interesting point that the perception there was a it was you know the perception with a Dwayne Haskins, a young guy, they don't have the confidence yet in him, but they also it rubbed people the wrong way. He was yucking it up with a lot of players after they lost to the Ravens, and I guess the sentiment was players were kind of getting tired of that. And to your point, Rivera decided. Hey, if we're going to do anything now, we have to do something because, as you alluded to, the division is so bad. Now, I don't know if you go back to him later on in the year because I still think it's a lost year. To your point with the Giants thinking maybe they have an opportunity to win a couple games, they're staring down the barrel of 2-14, and 3-13. I mean, that's a fact. It, but it, I, you can't think that. If you're a head coach in this Totally league. agree. But you also have to separate goofy fantasy from yeah, reality. Yeah. And the reality yeah. is their quarterback in year number two has regressed. And I'll ask you this, and forgive me if I asked you this last week. If you're Washington, if you're the Jets, if you're the Giants, and you finish 2-14, and 3-13, and 13, how do you not entertain Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I, I I agree with you. No question. If you're at that spot, if you are that bad, and you're going to be two and fourteen, three and thirteen, and you're talking about the number one overall pick, yeah, a couple reasons, Rich. A, you're probably going to blow out the general manager, so you don't have that uh, tethered to to a former top ten pick like Daniel Jones. You wouldn't have that, and, and the new guy would probably go in and say, okay. This is the best prospect. If you talk to people around the NFL, they'll say this is the most complete prospect since Andrew Luck. Yep. Most people would say. Um, so I, I hate this term. My friend Jack McCaffrey from the Delaware County Times, I banned this term, but I'm going to use this term because it's so overused. Generational talent. Yeah, uh, I, I believe I said that last week and you got annoyed with me. Yes, because I banned it. Um but in the case where, in other words, I brought up LeBron James in the first segment. That's a generational talent. A generational talent doesn't come in every year. <laughs> that, 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 that doesn't happen. It's an all-time great. That's what you're talking about with Trevor Lawrence. And now we got Mike K., my buddy from NJ.com, and I want to bring him on the conversation, Rich. Uh, one of the best beat reporters covering the Eagles, and I use that term reporter because I, I think he's 
uh, one of the top two or three old school reporters covering this team. Uh, Mike, welcome to the program. It's good to have you on. That's quite the introduction. Old school. I like it. That's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and, and you do do a great job, but uh, I do want to shift towards more important things since uh, my compliments of you are not going to be too exciting for the audience. But we talk about the Eagles getting over the hump, getting that first win, uh, and that's important. And we joked, Rich and I joked, first place game, Mike, uh, Steelers-Eagles, Keystone State battle, Steagles Bowl. Uh, but when we before we move forward, I want to look back. When you look at that San Francisco game, is that a recipe for success when you're counting on the Alex Singletons of the world, the, the Travis Fulgums, the Cravon LeBlancs? Uh, at, at, at what point do the Eagles have to find an idea? You know, right guard is a problem, when you, especially when you're used to having four years of an all-pro-level all pro right guard. He might not have been voted an all-pro, but Brandon Brooks is the best right guard in football, in my opinion. And then Lane Johnson, who is a former All-Pro, is dealing with an ankle injury. So you just kind of – the offensive line has always been the strength of this team under Doug Peterson. And when it's not, you know, Carson Wentz has kind of been seeing ghosts. He hasn't really been accurate. Um, he's in a similar situation to what he was in the second half of last season, only he's having a lot more difficult of a time connecting with his weapons. And that needs to end almost immediately for them to continue to – raise the banner in this division. You know, Mike, you bring up, and, and, and by the way, Nate Herbig, as you mentioned, has been a, a, a pleasant surprise. I think everyone would agree with that. He's banged up now. Jason Kelsey's uh, playing through some things, and you mentioned Lane's ankle. He's getting it drained uh, with six CCs from assist, he confirmed yesterday. So when we look at Carson Wentz, and everybody wants to talk about Carson Wentz, it, and and his regression is it as simple as saying, well, the offensive line is just not not what it typically is, and that is causing the problems. Or do you look at another week of no Deshaun Jackson, another week of no Alshon Jeffrey? Uh, what is the issue with Carson Wentz? I think it's a culmination of everything, right? I think his his mechanics have regressed. I think his vision's regressed. I think his confidence is regressed. But all of that plays into the fact that he's having to, you know, negotiate the game without, like you said, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, um, you know, Dallas Goddard, the offensive line, uh, three-fifths of his offensive line. I mean, this is – these aren't ideal circumstances. And they're starting at, the, at, at really the rev-up period for this season. They didn't have a, tr- a traditional training camp. They didn't have an off-season program. So really, this is the, the preseason for them in, in a lot of ways. They just completed their preseason. And not that Carson Wentz normally plays in the preseason, but they're still finding their footing. And he's surrounded by a bunch of young players because his team got exponentially younger during the offseason. And look, the defense has played, it has been pretty uneven. Uh, the pass rushes work. The secondary has been one week strong, one week poor. Uh, the running the run defense hasn't been as great as it used to be. Like, there are other factors going on, and I feel like Carson Wentz is pressed in these situations where it all has to be on him, or at least that's how he takes it in his mind. And when he tries to play hero ball, mistakes are going to happen. Look, the guy has thrown three, seven interceptions over the past three years. He's already got seven interceptions through four games. Like, that needs to stop. That's on him. 
And those throws are on him. He's taken sacks he shouldn't have taken. Like, Carson takes a ton of ownership in this, but I think it's a culmination of everything around him as well. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Mike, and we're talking with Mike Kay from NJ.com here on Extending the Play, uh, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. You mentioned Carson's willingness, and that's the name of this program, Extending the Play, willingness to extend the play. You know, and, and you can look at that as a positive, and it often is, but you can also look at it as a negative in his unwillingness to, to give up on a play and play for another down, so to speak. Uh, that has been an issue really dating back to Frank Reich and uh, John Filippo, and I know the frustration that those guys used to show uh, and how headstrong Carson is. Um, it, it, when you look at that from a coaching perspective, how difficult do you think it is to change the DNA of a player? I, I mean, at some point, do we just have to say, this is what Carson Wentz is, and he's going to play hero football, and you got to take the good with the bad? I mean, you know, John, you've been around football for a while. Like, you can kind of hear it in Doug Peterson's voice while he's not going to openly trash Carson Wentz. You know, there are difficulties in managing uh, – I, I, I'm trying to think of the best word, but, like, my my boss always used to say that the people that are high-maintenance are, are frustrating to manage, but it's doable when they're talented. Uh, I think he used that to describe me, so I'll take that as, a, <laughs> as it is. But I, I think from, from the perspective of Doug Peterson, he knows how talented Carson Wentz is. He takes the lump with kind of his excess personality, I guess. But, you know, if, if you're a guy like Rich Scangarello who's coming in, or you're a guy like Marty Mordingwig who's trying to assist, I can, I can probably gauge that it is frustrating that Carson Wentz isn't willing to kind of be taught new tricks in a lot of ways. And I think that's frustrating to an offense as well. Like, if you're a blocker, think about how much more you're set up to fail if your quarterback is holding on to the ball for six to eight seconds. Um, think about all these pictures that have surfaced on the internet that look like the offensive line isn't blocking. Well, I mean, when you block for five seconds, I, I don't know what more you can do. You know what I mean? So yeah, I can, it's I supposed can, to be 2.5 and go. And yeah, you're five, six seconds. You're going to look bad at some point. Right. I mean, it's like, what do you, I think Carson doesn't realize the inevitable effect it has on everyone else too. When he plays hero ball, not only are you, are you, putting turnovers in the stat sheet, you're giving the defense a poor field to work on, you're making the offensive line look bad, the running backs aren't meant to chip block more than one. Like, there are tangible issues to playing hero ball, and Carson needs to kind of get that out of his head and do kind of what he did in San Francisco. Okay, you're not going to throw the ball, you don't see anybody open, throw the ball away or take off running. That's basically your option. Don't put the rest of the team in a bad position. All right, Mike, we got you a little late, so I want you to hold on through the break. And when we get back, I want to talk to you about, before we ship to the Steelers, we're going to do that. But I want to talk to you about Howie Roseman roster management as well, because Alshon Jeffrey uh, is not going to be able to play in Pittsburgh again. So uh, AM 1490, more extending the play after the break with Mike Kay.
smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet and that's why smart betters use prop swap america's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets prop swap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other betters like yourself see a ticket you like but think the price is too high submit a bid for a price you think is fair then buy it become a smarter sports better today go to propswap.com right now or download the prop swap app prop swap where america buys and sells sports bets DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- 987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen. Welcome back. 
back to the program, extending the play Saturday morning, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, uh, Week 5 edition. Eagles finally uh, get a win on the board, and we're going to start talking about this week's game uh, tomorrow in Pittsburgh with my buddy Mike Kay from NJ.com. But before uh, we get into the Steelers, Mike, I, I did want to bring up sort of the roster management uh, issues of this team. It's not Howie season anymore, so people tend to forget, you know, Howie uh, goes away, and and, uh, rightfully so, by the way. I think when you're in season, the head coach should be, you know, the the guy who speaks for the organization. But I bring this up because Alshon Jeffrey uh, is going to miss another game. And you think about it, Mike, if you put him on the pup list to start the season while you're out for six weeks and you have that roster spot and he'd be back to week seven. Now, hey, he's got to be back uh, against Baltimore uh, next week moving forward at Lincoln Financial Field or this was a colossal mistake to carry. Now, I don't want to overstate it because the roster rules are a lot more malleable mike but it, it's not just all shot the way this team is put together i i think there's serious questions do you see it that way or do you think howie has done a good job cobbling together this roster well i think so in my brain i think howie roseman saw what carson Wentz did those last four games of last season and said to himself you know what? we're going to surround him with enough first-team talent that he should be able to, you know, handle any residual injuries if, if they occur. And, you know, you can't expect Howie Roseman to predict that Brandon Brooks is going to be out for a season. You can't expect him to predict that Jason Peters is then going to hold the franchise hostage to play left tackle. You can't expect... I mean, you knew the salary cap issue was coming, but you also didn't know that coronavirus was going to last as long as it did based on what how the league was handling it. You know, they, you didn't – I shouldn't say that. I should say you didn't know what the long-lasting impact of COVID would have on uh, future seasons. So, you know, a GM's job is much more difficult this offseason than in any other normal year. Um that said, once they got into training camp, their options were extremely limited. Their money was limited. I just don't know how much more he could do. That said, you bring up Alshon Jeffrey and relying on Deshaun Jackson with three rookie wide receivers that they just drafted. I mean, he couldn't have predicted Jalen Rager was going to get injured. That said, keeping Jeffrey on the off the pup list is kind of confusing at this point. Like, even if he does return to Baltimore – I mean, against Baltimore, I still think it's a, it's a it's a wash at best. I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to keep a guy holding on to a roster spot, why not? I mean, like if he's not back by week three, what was the point? Like, it's not like this team struggled mightily without him last year. If he's going to be part of the team and he's going to be on the field, great. The only logic I can kind of find in it is they wanted him to be able to practice with the team and rev up under the gaze of being on the active roster with no restrictions. That makes sense. There's logic there. But I think, like you said, if he doesn't line up against Baltimore, what was the point? 
Yeah, and, and you know, you bring up a good point, and there's no question. I mean, I talk all the time. Being a GM isn't just about 2020, how he's got to look forward uh, to 2021-2022 and make decisions based on, on longer-term uh, uh, windows, so to speak. But, Mike, you bring up two other players, and that's why I didn't bring up COVID. Yeah, nobody could predict that. And it's not his fault, as you mentioned, that Jalen Rager um, hurts his thumb, certainly, as a younger player. But you can look at Jason Peters, and you can look at Deshaun Jackson and say, well, the injury history with those two guys is, is what it is. And then you put the age on top of it. And, oh, by the way, you made the difficult decision with Malcolm Jenkins. You said there it's better to give up on a player a year early than a year late. I, I guess that would be my bigger question. Why build a, a, a foundation on a Jason Peters and, and a Deshaun Jackson when you go all the way back to the Seahawks playoff lo- loss and how he said all the right things. We got to get younger. We got to turn the page. I, I see a lot of contradictions. Yeah, I mean, there's contradictions throughout the roster. I, I completely agree with you. You know, um, when you look at how this roster is constructed, the defense is young, but it's also not better in, in any sort of way outside of bringing in Darius Slay, who, by the way, is 29. Um, you know, you're keeping around Jalen Mills and you're moving into another position. You're keeping Rodney McLeod, who's, who's only – two or three years older than uh, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Like, I I just – I don't understand the logic there. Uh, From what I understand, Malcolm Jenkins is not looking for, like, top-of-the-market money. Uh, This is a situation similar to Zach Ertz right now. Like, I don't know what the the logic is there. It's like they have their one foot in, one door, and uh, another foot in another. It, it, It doesn't make a lot of sense. I was never fond of the Jason Peters re-signing. Uh, I didn't like that they caved and paid him either to move it from right guard to left tackle. Uh, I think this team's been set up with some really bad outlooks because of some roster moves that seemed not only unnecessary but counterproductive to their youth movement. Uh, we're talking with Mike K from NJ.com on AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. we got to shift, Mike, to this uh, week's game, Eagles-Steelers. Uh, Keystone State rivalry, the Steagles Bowl, so to speak. Uh, when you look at this Steelers team, uh, I think you have to start up front on the defensive side of the football. And they're great against the run, and they also have two of the top edge rushers, in the league, although I would say Bud Dupree has not played up to what he did last season. T.J. Watt, on the other hand, is kind of lights out. Um, and we've talked about the Eagles' offensive line. Uh, do you think they can hold up against this Pittsburgh Steelers front? Well, this is going to have to be a sorry. This is going to have to be a game where the screen game actually works. They're going to have to really kind of bend and not break in those situations and kind of get those pass rushers up field and take advantage. I do think that they can run the ball pretty well in this game. I have Miles Sanders rushing for over 100 yards. Um, but, look, you bring up the pass rushers on the outside, Hewitt, 
and Alu Alu are playing really, really well. So it, it, you're, you're kind of going to have to get beyond the front. You're going to have to set up situations where Carson Wentz is going to have to be on the run. Maybe you see a lot of six-man lines this weekend. I mean, I look, they don't have Dallas Goddard. It's fine to line up Jack Driscoll as that extra tight end. Uh, as opposed to Richard Rodgers. I mean, look, they're gonna—they're probably going to be in full personnel for most of the game, and they're going to have to make some big plays down the field. They're going to have to trust guys like John Hightower and Travis Flugum to get open very quickly. A lot of slant routes, a lot of crossing routes in general. Um, this one's going to be difficult, but they got to get the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands, and they have to get him on the run. Yeah, and you know it's interesting because you bring up to it and Ali Alu, Al, I, and I I knew I would screw up that name, but you know him from Jacksonville, I assume. So, to me, yeah. he's having his best year uh, as a pro, as a run stuffer. And I thought Lane Johnson had that great quote yesterday, talking about those edge rushers. You can't worry about the hyenas, he said, when you got lines in front of you, and you haven't even brought up Hayward, and he might be the best of the bunch. So, right. I, I, I mean, this is a difficult group to deal with, Mike. But when I do look at the second level and I see Vince Williams and I see Miles Sanders going back to Pittsburgh, like you said, but I see it more as a pass receiver than a runner because I, I think yeah. your old friend from Jacksonville is going to be difficult to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have to get him on wheel routes. Carson's going to have to hit him. They haven't really been able to connect lately. Uh, you're going to have to work the screen game. You're going to have to work. If that is an extension of the running game, you're going to have to send Miles Sanders downfield, maybe use him in the slot. I tell the story all the time. At Penn State's Pro Day, uh, Trace McSorley didn't have enough wide receivers to work with, so Miles Sanders played in the slot throughout that workout, and he was fantastic. He can get in space. He can make plays. He's a guy that you can use as a multi-pronged uh, athlete. Jalen Mills the other day said that he's just a bigger wide receiver playing running back. That's notable. If you can get those mismatches on linebackers, you can make some plays. And if you don't think this guy is hyped to play the team that he grew up cheering for, uh, you got another thing coming. I think this is a massive Miles Sanders game. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, you have to have a vehicle to get you the ball in the receiving game. Sure. We're, we're the 180 back to Carson Wentz. And you think about that angle route coming out of the backfield against San Francisco, Mike, that probably would have went for 30, 40 yards, uh, maybe even a touchdown with the explosiveness of Miles Sanders. It's at his feet. And we're back to the mechanical issues of the quarterback. But – I, I want to get you on record now, MikeKNJ.com, and I want to thank you for uh, joining us on a Saturday morning. Uh, who's going to win this game? Steelers-Eagles? Let's lock it in. Uh, I have the Steelers winning 27-23. to I just think, like you, you've said so eloquently, they've just got so many fireballs to throw at you on defense. And, you know, Roethlisberger's going to make enough plays on offense that this is going to be – a tough one for the Eagles to win. You know, I don't think it's an insurmountable task, but I think it's going to be very difficult for the Eagles to pull off a, third, a second consecutive uh, upset win. 
All right, thanks again, Mike. Uh, Mike K., follow him on NJ.com. Follow him on Twitter at Mike underscore E underscore K, I believe. Is that correct, Mike? you got to make that simpler. It is. It's the worst Twitter handle <laughs> in the history of Twitter. Uh, but he is one of the best followers on Twitter, so it's worth it. Uh, thanks for joining the program. Uh, stay with us, South Jersey, after the break here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Rich Q and I with some Eagles Intel. Smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports Bats. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates. South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. My name is Frank Halber, and I serve as president of Ask Me Local 1637. Every day, countless lives are devastated in our country at the hands of the opioid epidemic. Whether sparked by a pain-related work injury or other issues, many of those afflicted are family members, friends, and co-workers. It may even be you in desperate need of help. No one is immune to the effects of this terrible epidemic. If you or someone you know or love is suffering from addiction to opioids or other substances, don't wait another day to reach out to someone and seek help. I have personally felt the pain that this epidemic inflicts, and I beg of you to tell a friend, a family member, or a professional now and get the support you need like your life depends on it, because it does. Remember, it's not where you start the race that counts. It's that you finish that matters the most. My name is Frank Halber of Ask Me Local 1637. I'm a labor leader and organized labor cares. Live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen. We are back in the Prop Swap Studios, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, a Saturday edition of Extending the Play, Week 5, Eagles Steelers. It's time for Eagles Intel, where I and Rich Q go back and forth, tell you a little bit inside the Eagles 
Uh, one of the things about this show that makes it unique is we get the best beat writers uh, who cover this team on a daily basis, and, and you you pick up things, uh, Rich, that other people don't in, in an aggregation world. I'll use that again. So one of the things I thought that was interesting uh, this week that Doug Peterson talked about, uh, one of the narratives throughout the week was about how much Pittsburgh blitzes. Yep. And they lead the NFL by conventional measures about 50% of the time. Uh, and Doug said, well, we don't look at it that way because the DNA of their defense is they're going to rush five. So from the Eagles' perspective, from a game-planning perspective, they understand that. They don't consider that a blitz. If they bring six, to them it's a blitz. They're bringing extra pressure. The expected pressure is Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt coming at all times with the three interior linemen on that 3-4 defense, which you can go all the way back to Dom Capers uh, probably in the early 90s uh, when he really revolutionized the zone blitz in the NFL, and he did it in Pittsburgh. Uh, And that's kind of where it all started. Yeah, and you mentioned getting to the quarterback. The Steelers threw four games, 25 sacks, so just do the math. You mentioned Dupree, you mentioned Watt as well, but they also love the bit uh, Hilton, the cornerback, coming off the edges, which, again, think about this now. Conversely, how do you counter that? I suspect that Doug will have a bunch of plays, design rollouts for Carson Wentz, get him moving with his legs, and apropos, extend the play a little bit. Yeah, and that, you know, I talked about that with Mike K and the fact that that, that kind of gives, you know, Carson Wentz gives and he takes away with a little bit of that hero football. And I've said it a number of times. The, mo- the easiest comparison is Brett Favre, and we brought him up earlier in the show. Now, I'm not saying Carson is Brett Favre. That's a slam dunk Hall of Famer. That's one of the, the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But he has that kind of mentality where he will take chances and he will not give up on plays. And sometimes that is great, and you, you produce these highlight plays, and you've seen that in the running game over the past couple weeks. At other times, you see the forced fumbles. You see the interceptions, and, and that's the issue. How do you weigh that? How, how, do you, how do you coach a player like that who it's in his DNA to be aggressive? I think that's what the Eagles are struggling with. Well, again, you're right. If it's innate, it's just the way he is. And I want to correct myself, 15 sacks, not 25. They sacked uh, Deshaun Watson last week, uh, their last game, five times. So they have a pension, as you mentioned, of getting the quarterback. And you bring up an excellent point, John. Carson Wentz, he still doesn't understand live to fight another down. And that's the problem. And the, the, the worst-case scenario here is the Eagles established a run early on. They're playing the field position game, the time of possession game, and they're marching down the field. And then you get that third and 13, you know, or that third and 12 from the 20, 23, what have you. And then you see that design rollout where you're saying to yourself, throw it away, throw it away, right? Uh, Walsh to Montana. If it's not there, you'll simply throw the ball away. Dwight Clark's not coming to the back of the end zone, right? Get rid of no, the ball. Yeah, and sometimes punting is not the worst thing in the it, world. It's not. It's no. not. It's, it's because you're flipping the field position. I'd rather do that than, you know, people say, well, you get that 
that cheap, uh, that long interception, that that's fine. We're talking about those red zone mistakes, those inopportunistics, those uh, ill-timed uh, turnovers that are back-breaking turnovers that crush a drive. Yeah, and especially, yes, if you're in the red zone, yeah, take the points, take the take the three. It's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, and that's sort of, you go all the way back. Everybody wants to go back to the Super Bowl season. And I can tell you firsthand, Frank Reich used to bang his head against the table with Carson Wentz and the frustration at times, trying to beat that into him, try to say, and not only uh, extending the play, not only uh, that mentality of living to play another down if something isn't there, but also from an injury perspective. This is a guy who would dip his shoulder in at the goal line against the Carolina (laughs) Panthers. There has been a consistent frustration uh, with him and and not sort of taking to uh, the coaching that the Eagles are trying to do. And I'm not even going to bring up the name of the other guy because I've talked about him too much. But he's coachable, and he does what he's told. Uh, So when you talk about a comfort factor, uh, Doug Peterson had it. Uh, and doesn't necessarily have it. But Miles Sanders going back to Pittsburgh, he is jacked up. Mike Kay mentioned that. He is very excited. Uh, he might have to carry the offense. I know we're uh, coming down to our, quote, two-minute warning. Got about a minute plus. Uh, give me your thoughts, predictions on the game, your score. Uh, I, I just can't see it, and that's probably good news for Eagles fans. because <laughs> uh, I, I, Go the opposite of Johnny yes, Mack if you're putting yes. any money on this game. Uh, 26-17, I have the Steelers winning. That front, I, I just don't you, – you start talking about no Deshaun Jackson, all Sean Jeffrey. Who's making these plays? I, I can't count on Greg Ward. I can't count on Travis Fulgham. I can't count on John Hightower every week to make plays, especially against a defense like this. It's not a great team. It's just a good, solid team. You can't rely on players like that for consistency week in and week out. I don't even think it's close. I think it's 31-13 Pittsburgh. I feel better. Uh, What does South Jersey feel? Well, I mean, look, that means when I come on the air Tuesday and Wednesday, it'll probably be the Eagles 24, the Steelers 21. I mean, that's kind of how it's gone. Yeah, that's 2020. That sums up 2020 in a nutshell. It's been a difficult season to predict, but it's also uh, difficult because of the inconsistencies of this team. And bottom line, we haven't even mentioned the entire program, so we'll mention it now. That was the trademark Doug Peterson win that I mentioned last week. You're that's right, what when no one expects them no to win. One. Yep. Everybody on Sunday Night Football, you yep. joke, you can criticize us. Everybody on the, uh, on the pregame show, pick yeah. the 49ers. Eagles go out and find a way to win the game. Yeah. It's it's so strange. Which means John and I like Pittsburgh load up on the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you'll be able uh, Monday night I'll be on the fix with Brian Rothstein right here Tuesday and Wednesday yeah, back your back play your with myself yep. with Rich Q. Yep. So you'll have plenty of opportunities to to rake us over the coals. <laughs> we will do it again next uh, yes. Saturday, my friend. Uh, next Saturday. Until then, keep extending the play. I'll see you Monday night with Ryan. Rich will be back on Tuesday, and we'll see you back here Saturday in one week. You've been listening to Extending the Play with John McMullen on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Today's program was sponsored by the Malamet Law Office and Remax Real Estate, as well as Bet Rivers Party Poker and Dunkin' Donuts. This has been a Jacob Media Partners production. G-A-T-A!